0: getting those habits. I've made a shake for you know how many years? It's just like I wake up and that's where I go. I know the shake's going to give me, you know, 45, 50 grams of protein, you know, out of the 190 I need, I'm off to a good start. I pretty much, you know, eating the same thing for lunch. And then, you know, you don't have to be hundred percent, but you got to plan around problems, right? I mean, holidays or, you know, work events, travel. I think a lot of people just say, ah, well, I'm going to go off the rails, right? Well, if you plan and, you know, bring your protein bars, you know, or, you know, whatever you need it, just getting habits, you know, versus just following instructions, I think is the sustainable thing.
1: Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project Podcast. Today, we're joined by one of our very own Fit Father members, Eric Skiff. He's 56 years young, lives in Virginia, and he's used our Fit Father program to drop from around 220 pounds down to a lean and mean 185. He now hovers 185 to 190. And Eric's story is great for many reasons. One is Eric and I had the chance to connect last year at our very first FitFather Retreat in Sedona. So I got to meet this guy in person. And you may not be able to tell strictly from this video or the audio, but he is a mountain of a man. In fact, in his 20s, Eric wanted to be a competitive bodybuilder and he had a lot of muscle. So Eric's been the unique type of guy who's had a passion for weightlifting for most of his life and has big numbers on the bench press, like the three. 400-pound bench press, three, 400-pound squat. And he has a level of strength at his age that most people don't have because he's had this long training history and he's just kind of built that way. But Eric did find through the twists and turns of his life that even him with this background of lifting, he still got fat, he still got pudgy, he had high cholesterol numbers and he wanted to make a change. So he did the Googling, the searching, found FFP and started our new style of training with the MRT workouts, cleaning up his nutrition. And he found that it completely changed his life. Not only was he able to lose the weight and get some more fit and vibrant, but it actually changed the way when he moved into the old school muscle series that he approached some of his strength training. And now he's on just a beautiful path of maintaining his ability to do all these fun activities he loves to do with his, his family and his friends and just living a very vibrant life. All right, Eric, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks. Uh, glad to finally have made it to the podcast. Yeah, this is fun. And uh, I think it's particularly fun because for those who don't know, you and I had the opportunity to hang out last year in 2022 at the Fifth Father Retreat. And I got a lot of time to like get to know you personally and also see how humongous jacked you are and see you swing some massive kettlebells. And now we just get to share your story. So it kind of feels a little full circle for me. And I'm excited to hear about how you're doing relative to where I saw you at the last jumping off point. So to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening. Your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and family.
0: Sounds good. My name is Eric Skiff. I'm 55. I'm originally from Eastern Pennsylvania, but moved to the D.C. area um, when I went to college around 1985, and have been in various D.C. locations for you know the past several years. Uh, I work as Chief Technology Officer for a large government uh, contractor and currently married for 25 years to my wife, Cassie
1: and have five kids ranging in age from 20 through 11. Yeah. And I also want to point this out too. I don't normally ask this question, but I also know you have some like kind of radical hobbies and you do some like crazy (laughs) stuff. Like what do you do with your spare time? Just because I have some privy information. So
0: basically, you know, a lot of my fitness is oriented towards doing the activities that I like, right? so. Winter, it's skiing, and summer, it's uh, wakeboarding and wake surfing. Um, and then
1: I still haven't given up the motorcycle riding, uh, but I do keep that to the dirt now. Nice. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of your FitFather journey. How did you initially find out about the program, and kind of where was your life at at that time?
0: I kind of did a two-step, you know, entrance. Um, you know, over the course of, I'd say I gained all the baby weight, right? I mean, from the time we started having kids in my 30s, um, just sort of crept up, you know, to around 240 pounds. And, you know, as having been a you know, weightlifter all my life, I just didn't notice, right, how fat I was getting uh, till Facebook reminded me, you know, you get <laughs> tagged, in a, tagged in a photo, and you're like, mm, Can we delete that? Um, but that was a little bit of a wake up call. And then you know, my doctor a year for um, physical was watching cholesterol and so you know, getting close to getting on medication. And I sort of said, well, you know, this happens with age, you know, let's, you know, see what happens. And then, you know, finally he goes, okay, you're going to have to do this. He goes, "You or you could lose weight. And uh, he goes, nobody does that, right? Well, I was like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm going to try it. I, you know, I'm pretty disciplined. And now I have a real good reason. Yep. So... I I saw a nutritionist and, you know, they'll give you a diet and, you know, I think I peeled off maybe 15 pounds that way, Mm -hmm. but didn't really learn anything, you know, just follow the instructions and, you know, of course you reduce your calories and, you know, that's what happens, but kind of sat around at that like 225 weight, um, for about a year. And, you know, when you lose, a little bit of weight. People tell "Oh, you look good. You know, what'd you do? Um, I wasn't really happy with that. I mean, the mirror didn't really, you know, make me feel like a thinner guy. So that's when I, you know, kind of searched around for, you know, the typical fitness programs for guys over 50 and, you know, you guys are optimized. So you came up pretty quick. Um, you know, I had done things like the P90X stuff in the back, uh, before that didn't work, but, what just caught my eye was um hey this wasn't going to be a quick fix right you're going to learn something you're gonna it it looks sustainable to me um it didn't look too hard to digest and i I sort of approached it with i'm just you know what what i was doing wasn't going to work and it looks like these guys know what they're doing i'm just going to do what they tell me and see what happens and um you know, I you get the. I got a Fitbit and I got the Fitbit scale, and it's kind of cool to get your stats. I'm a numbers guy, and I did phase one, I did phase two, phase three. You know, followed things pretty close, and uh, it's just, you know, that pound to two pounds came off, you know, just pretty steadily, and I think I got all the way down to 185, which Dang. I, you know, to some people, I think that sounds heavy. Um, for me, I think it—it's when your face starts to show as being maybe too thin. You know, my wife was like, "Are you done?" Um, <laughs> you know, you're you're good. Uh, mm-hmm. Hang there. So I I did hang there, and I um, I did it all three phases of OSM because I was dying to pick up heavy weights again. Um, any weightlifter that thinks MRT workouts and kettlebells aren't hard, pick them up. Um, yeah. Those workouts, uh, I hugged the floor a few times, you know, just trying to get through them. Uh, but OSM, you know, I think works. You know, I, I went as high, I kind of set some limits. You know, I wasn't going to go higher than 200. Um, I, I've dialed that back to 190. You know, I'm trying to just get a feel for how much weight I can carry, but still be lean. And I'm just sort of bouncing between the, the 15 and 20%. Uh, body fat and that's kind of been working. I guess you could call it my own phase four, um, which is kind of what I advise a lot of people, you know, just do all the programs and then see what you can get out and make your own program. I mean, you should have a ton of knowledge by the time you've gone through everything and you don't have to work too hard to, to figure out what you want to do.
1: Yeah. That's a great answer and a really powerful journey. I want to ask you, what kind of things did you pick up and learn through the program that really like changed your perspective on things? Whether that's in the category of nutrition, the workouts, maybe it was the MRT on the workouts, supplementation, mindset stuff. Is there anything that really stood out, especially based on your experience of having some history training, having some history working with other nutritionists that are methodology aha moments for you? Yeah, I think... I mean, the first thing was opening up you know,
0: phase one and seeing, wow, they only want me to do two of these MRT workouts, you know, and, and a big five weightlifting workout. Like, well, that's easy. You know, I I can do that. And then I did Apex 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, it's just so different, right? When you're, you, you know, you're used to going and sitting down on a on a bench or a squat rack, you know, for four sets, five sets, right? And now you've got this pyramid where, you know, what are you doing, 100 pushups, you know, in yeah. uh, that. But I thought it was, it was really good. I hadn't got my heart rate up, you know, and, and I found like I was kind of enjoying the victory of, of doing them. So uh, I like that. Um, nutrition wise, you know, we always knew as weightlifters to try to hit a protein macro. I mean, everybody's got the, you know, gram per pound of body weight in their brain, but I didn't know how much short I was really falling for that until I never thought I'd be a macro tracker and I just, it's, you know, it's so easy with the apps now, right? So I started making my own custom foods so I knew exactly what was in them uh, or things I ate a lot. You know, I didn't really trust the community to put those things in and them be accurate. So I just made it myself. And then I started, you know, just developing a nutrition plan that I, I watched my macros and kind of knew where I was trying to be. And I could get in a surplus or deficit, you know, anytime I wanted um mm-hmm. the fasting thing i never had thought about fasting and by the time i got to phase three
1: you know this phase three have you do two fasts a week i think it does it gives you the option for two low carb days or you can do two of those intermittent fasting full dinner dinner days yeah yeah um and, and i think we talked about this in uh sedona right um yeah.
0: if i bring a fast day in i'm, I'm gonna lose a pound a week i mean it just mm-hmm. changes regardless of whatever you know, deficit I'm in during the week or whatever, um, that just works. I mean, that's, you know, really good for me. Um, and then the support thing, I mean, I've had a, a gym in my basement for 20 years, uh, and I've just worked up by myself, you know, doesn't matter how much I'm lifting, you know, whatever. Um, and just, you know, having the community, to share things or learn things or be able to give back and, you know, just answer questions. Uh, that's pretty much all I use Facebook for now is to go to the groups. Um, and then I've got, you know, I've got the Rockstar Accountability Group. Um, you, you can't, uh, I should have to pay for those guys, right? And they, <laughs> they just know so much and everyone's got a victory um, and they've all sustained, right? I mean, that's the key. You don't, if you can get to where you want to be and keep it, uh, doesn't everybody want to be there? Uh, You don't want, you don't want to slip back and uh, nobody slips back. I mean, they, they're happy where they're at and we're all just trying to tweak a little bit more, you know, to
1: just make any improvement. Right. What do you think separates the guys who do sustain go through this program and do sustain from those that like, don't actually like cement this into something that is, you can roll for years and years. Do you have any hunch on that?
0: Uh, To me, the difference might be like trying to follow something like to the letter and just Mm -hmm. when it gets to the end, not knowing where to go um, versus, you know, developing your own plan from that. Right. I mean, getting an idea of, you know, how many calories you can eat or getting those habits. I've made a shake for, you know, how many years? It's just like I wake up and that's where I go. I know the shake's going to give me, you know, 45, 50 grams of protein, you know, out of the 190 I need, I'm off to a good start. Um, I Pretty much, you know, eating the same thing for lunch. And then, you know, you don't have to be 100%, um, but you got to plan around problems, right? I mean, holidays or, you know, work events, travel, I think a lot of people just say, ah, well, I'm going to go off the rails, right? Well, if you plan and, you know, you don't go to the hotel, you know, breakfast bar and, you know, get a thousand calorie breakfast, right? I mean, you should know what to eat by now or, you know, bring your, um, bring your protein bars, you know, or, you know, whatever you need it, just getting habits, you know, versus just following instructions, I think is the sustainable thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, probably setting limits, right? I mean, seeing a lot of people go into OSM and go, oh, I get to be in a surplus. And, you know, well, you know, what's the idea? You gain half pound, you know, per week, you know? Yeah. And, um, well, if you're gaining a lot more than that, then you should probably <laughs> watch what your surplus is or, you know, set that upper limit and go, well, I'm, I'm going to do something different, and, you know, kind of dial it back and regain, right? Because it's much easier to climb to the bo- you know top of the slide when you've only gone down a little bit, yeah. versus you got to the bottom. And uh, I mean, getting to where we want to be, those MRT workouts are hard, right? So if you want to go back in there, and, and, <laughs> maybe that's motivation alone. Yeah, <laughs> and put yourself through, yeah, you know, all that again. um, You know, go ahead, but you know, I hate to admit, I, I don't work as hard as I did as I did in phase one, two, or three to get all that weight off, um, am I like working out. I mean, I think I read somewhere in the material, right. I mean, I get to work out, right. I mean, mm-hmm. no injuries. Um, it feels good. You know, you get results. I like that. And I'm. I'm very spoiled by having the gym in the basement, right. Cause I mean, I get to work out every day if I want to, right. Mm-hmm. That's just like, uh, like where I'm at.
1: Nice. That was a great response. It really was. And just to kind of recap on what separates people, you mentioned a lot of stuff around like the nutrition routine, making it super sustainable. And then this whole idea of this is a learning journey that ultimately needs to be uniquely adapted to your situation. So you're not like just following the paper, you're making it your own. And then, you know, the fact that you have great friends and accountability where like a rising tide brings up all ships and everyone's kind of like crushing it and that's what's expected. And then, you know, that's good. Like, do you have any stories of any non scale victories, um, whether recently or in the past? You know, it could be OSM style NSVs or FF30X style NSVs along your journey, stuff your family said, friends said, weights that you haven't touched or lifted in some time, cardiovascular improvements, anything like this? Uh, Yeah, probably a lot. Uh, How much time do we have? A few to hear, share some
0: stories. I mean, that's why we're here. So, you know, one of the things of having, lifted weights forever is I think, you know, the heavier you are, the more you can lift. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's the bench is kind of gold standard. I, I think the equipment I used to have, you know, went up to 300 pounds and I could pretty much go down, you know, the basement anytime I wanted and always hit the 300, uh, at least a few times. And when I got down in weight, I uh, actually sold that equipment. And I, I have, a. I think you might have this you know, Inspire FT2. Yeah, you know, I have it's that too. Thing, yeah. right? But I couldn't. Like, I tried to put 300 on that, and uh, I mean, I felt like an elephant was on top of me, right? I mean, it just you know, lost a lot of strength by not doing uh, that stuff. And of course, you know, you're lighter. You know, it also affects it. But I've I've, I've crawled all the way back up to get to that number. Um, I won't do one rep maxes anymore. So I kind of uh, do, you know, x amount of, you know, for ten reps. You know, I've looked at some charts and they say, well, that should equate to that. But you know, my my latest thing I'm chasing is I've, I've got 90 pound power blocks and I want I want 15 reps of it. Nice. You know,
1: and I can do 14 and a half. I'm about to go. <laughs> I think to enough, enough caffeine. We could get you caffeine a slap on the butt. I think you get 15, but that's you awesome. Know, uh, <laughs> ben ben sterling lives 10 minutes away from me I am, seriously
0: yeah i i am tempted to just call ben and go can you come over oh that'd be you cool go. you guys got a <laughs> video of that if that happens and, um, that'd be super cool yeah get me these uh get me the 15. um so that's you know it's nice to have brought the strength all the way back um just people i run into you know i was standing next to somebody the other day at lacrosse and he owns a um like one of those training places that kids go to for you know football and all that. Yeah, and he's like, "You look, you look very fit, you know." And uh, and he's he's a Samoan, really big guy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like, "How how you how are you doing that? I need to be a little leaner." Um, so it's it's nice to be seen for that. I I had a, a experience at TSA where um, gave him my passport. You know, which the photo is from five years ago or so, and he. He looked at it three times. I'm like, what's the problem? I travel all the time. Um, he goes, uh, you've lost a bit of weight, haven't you? And I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, you don't really look like the picture, you know, congratulations. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think my face did change a lot. If you
1: look at the before pictures, you know, I sent you, it's not uh,
0: it's, uh, pretty. <laughs> I don't know how it is now, but you know.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Now I want to kind of like, future cast a little bit where do you where do you want to be in five to ten years like with your fitness as it relates to maybe your family and the phase of life that they move into where do you want to be five to ten years i just don't want to give up doing the activities that i do Um,
0: my kids are getting older and like my kids that are 18 my twins they are skiing and snowboarding with me now and my younger ones are just sort of getting interested so i want to be able to keep you know, doing that thing, uh, that with them. Um, same with the boating. You know, I just uh, I don't want to be on the sidelines and be the driver and go. Oh, I'm too old to do that. I I see that when we we take people out. I know people younger than me by ten plus years, and they they don't get out in the water because they feel like they can't get pulled up or uh, simple things like just climbing onto the the tail of the boat. Um, yeah deck is difficult for them and you know i just put my hands on it and push myself up you know yeah. just from doing that stuff every day so you know going forward i i you know body fat wise you know I, i'm probably not going to go below 15 you know staying between 15 and 20 uh, all the time is good for me i mean i i did that uh gain and cut stuff and it's not me <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of happy where i'm at i it, as long as i can make strength gains you know yeah. it's be interesting to see you know
1: if i can sustain that yeah and you know the blood chemistry you know stays good mm-hmm. that's uh good for me nice i love that i mean I, I do think that mentality and man i see it with some of my friends in their early 40s already hitting the sidelines right i mean just like crazy and also I, I have some inspirational people that i've looked up to there's a one guy the famous guy you can google him online i think his name's like george they call him like george banana Shaw or something like that and he's like the 90 year old like water skier guy in the bright yellow suit and so it's like maybe that's eric skiff in the future like i i'll barefoot water skiing at 90 uh, still with your thunder thighs it's really it's really cool i think that shows a lot of people when they see that like what's possible and like you said, I think you said something very smart that I want people to take heed of. It's a lot easier to maintain than it is to get there. And so once you get there, you know, you just put in the work with some strength training sessions. You use fasting and good nutrition to keep the weight and the body fat in check. And you don't have to do this whole heroic effort once you get on the other side of this thing. So that's the good news. And uh, also another thing that people don't get to know exactly about you just by looking at you here is having a lot of muscle mass helps maintain your weight too. I'm sure you can speak to that, having had a deep history of lifting. Like you have a pretty good calorie burn per day, just based off body weight, so you have a little more wiggle room than some of the smaller guys. So there's another benefit of packing on some mass and maintaining that with age.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a goal of mine was to retain, you know, what I have and pack more for like what you said that that free calorie burn. Um, yeah, I'm I'm like a microwave at night that my body's burnt. My wife's like you're hot why um but i could feel my metabolism you know working
1: um, nice so all right so advice you have for some new guys starting out i know we've certainly sprinkled some stuff in there but maybe some more directed pointed advice for new guys starting out the FFP.
0: uh lots of advice right uh join the join your facebook group you know even if you don't like facebook because just being able to post your victories or your challenges, or having you know access to all those people who are going to encourage you and give you help is important, right? You know, don't get intimidated by the quantity of material because um, it's all there for you to consume slowly and build incrementally on, right? So, just read the first few PDFs, you know, and get started. Um, everybody started with really low weights i think i had 15 pound kettlebells you know mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to expect from uh, you know apex 10 and all the mrts right so i've got quite a collection in the basement you know from 15 up to 55 i do nice. not recommend uh god bless shane dixon you know i got tendonitis in my in my elbow from trying to keep up with you with for uh 40 45 pound mrt workouts you you could have it. You're the king. I'm, I'll, I'll go work <laughs> on my, on my bench press uh, stuff. Um, yeah, and, you know, I think nutrition is pretty simple. I, you know, you follow it. Don't, don't cheat. If you get off the wagon, you know, like let it be one meal, hopefully not one day. It's, it's okay. Yeah. You, it probably took 10, 20 years, you know, to get, you know, what happened. So is, is three six months or longer you know you're only going to get better every day so like this take your time and you know, let it happen uh, and stick with it you know look um i think i sent you you know in the questionnaire for this you know how do you how do you get to a goal how do i approach goals i look at it as like a stream crossing right i mean you could look across the whole thing and go how do i jump across there and get there or you could pick the rocks out and step one by one, you know, and eventually get there, you know, maybe your path gets interrupted, you pick a different route or whatever, but you gotta, you gotta bite it off, you know, in little pieces. Um, I think I also mentioned, you know, the head fake, right, where you're following this whole program, um, but you're not realizing you're, you're being taught something and you know, these habits are being ingrained and you get to the end, you go, wow, you know, I understand macros and I understand like how to pick my exercises, you know, How to pick what program to get to the goal I want, and um, you know it's sustainable. I mean, I'm I'm here. I I was in a 38 uh, inch waist. You know, I dropped down to a 36 um, mainly because guys like me, you can't get your thighs into a lot of pants. Yeah. Um, But you know, now it's like 33, 34. You know, and I'm I'm 190 right now. And I, you know, I do the check every morning, you know, like you're here dehydrated and you, you look in the mirror and, you know, I can get a four pack. So I know I'm not, <laughs> I know I'm not too far off. If I want to go six in the summer, I yeah. know how to do that. Um, there's really no motivation for doing that in January. So yeah. nice. we'll, we'll just hang out, you know, 190 is my upper limit. You know, I, I really don't need to go higher than that. And just try to keep, you know, Permanent recomp, maybe? I
1: don't know. Yeah. I think that is, you brought that up a couple of times and just kind of want to emphasize that. Like once you get to this kind of like ending phase where you are at goal weight is using that goal weight as like an upper limit goalpost to not drift too far. It's the thing to check in on. Another thing you mentioned is this is just due to your nature too. You're, you love to track data. And so for guys who feel similarly, they like to peg data to things like Get those tools like the Fitbit, the Smart Scale, the whatever, and like peg data to your journey because I think it can be pretty motivating. And I want to ask you, like, on the advice front, any advice you have for guys who are now in OSM, so they may not necessarily be FFP newbies, but they're on a muscle building journey. We've said we've shared some things about not getting too fat and like you know watching your surplus, and I think that's all very sound. Is there anything else about the training? itself, maybe something you learned FFP, but maybe something you've just picked up from years and years of, of like heavy lifting. What do you suggest on the muscle building front, particularly after 50? Uh,
0: You know, one thing I learned in trying all three phases is, you know, try all three phases and see what you like. Right. Because like, for me, I'm not a full body guy because it takes a long time to warm up, to get to a really heavy bench or really heavy squat. And, um, Some of those lifts are pretty devastating. (laughs) You know, it's you know I wouldn't like the bench, and then
1: oh wow, now I got to get under two hundred fifty pounds plus a squat, and then to deadlift. Yeah, that'd be crazy. (laughs) One day it's really brutal, especially if you have high heavy weights. So I think like that is a really nice insight. As your training age is is bigger and longer, and you have heavier lifts, full body becomes can wreck you a lot more than it is if you're kind of starting out. Mm -hmm. And um, so you know, I never really. Tried you know
0: different programs like that. I think when I got to phase three and push pull legs, that's kind of something I've just stuck with, right? And that works out to be a good split for me, um, but it might not be for anybody else, right? So you know, do all three phases. Um, for me, the those workouts were long. Um, I don't really want to spend a, an hour plus. You know, that's how long they take with the warm ups and things like yeah. that. So you know just tweak it you know for me you know i had to tweak it and i, I train more often you know i'm hitting the you know the, the right number of reps right you know per week but maybe it is you know five sets of bench and you know that's it for that session right and something yeah. next time um you know ego you know nobody cares about you know how much we all bench anymore you know whatever i mean i i basically post some of that stuff just to show it's possible like hey i'm 55 up here you know still pushing these you know i like to see people i've seen people 10 years older than me that that look better and they're stronger and i like that because that just says i can i can maintain or i can get better you know still 10 years further so um and, and be patient like this just drives me nuts uh fitness influencers i mean it's great to have our group, right? Because everything's real world, you know, real people, you know, natural, you know, stuff. And I mean, if you try to find examples out there, uh, I think they're so unrealistic, you know, people probably aren't that way, you know, all year long, that's peak stuff and enhanced stuff. Um, And I don't think you can chase that, you know, chase uh, either strength goals or, you know, small incremental improvements, but, you know, I don't, you know, most of us probably aren't getting a muscle fitness, you know, or men's fitness cover. (laughs) For For sure.
1: Yeah. And I think it's nice too, to be around a real group too, where outside of like the numbers and the fitness stuff that's put up, you're also chasing, or at least wanting to keep up with these other guys who are living an authentic, like, life and really putting themselves out there and making change like the process itself of change insofar as like what the results are possible is the thing i want to ask you two final questions one is what's some of the best advice just general life advice that you've been given or that you regularly give a perspective you find is very true a thought on something some just good overall wisdom and perspective that you think is pretty true
0: i guess um boy there's a lot of things but mainly is like finding a way to say yes to things and you know how you can get there you know concentrating on that versus making statements or telling you know offering 10 ways of why you can't because Mm -hmm. it's it doesn't advance anything you know that's nice you know but like let's come up with one way you know you can right and let's concentrate on that and move those roadblocks you know aside um And, you know, just commitment and consistency and discipline, you know, work everywhere, right? I mean, I've been self-employed since, you know, 1995. Um, I decided I wanted to do that and stuck with it through, you know, through everything and, you know, just tried to do, you know, quality work or whatever. Um, And, you know, that sort of same discipline applied to, you know, weightlifting or nutrition, Worked in business,
1: um, mm-hmm. seems to have worked in marriage 25 years. So yeah, let's not bring my wife on. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's working in your mind. <laughs> nice. That's great advice. And I mean, I think the parallels, and I can certainly relate, you know, running a small business too, the parallels between this fitness and the virtues that are necessary to succeed here are the same ones that are applied to weightlifting and they strengthen each other when you just become the type of person that shows up in this particular way. It's like life is your dojo and the blessings you get are slow incremental progress, which can stack up to big monumental progress over time. And that's a really beautiful thing. Final question, Eric, Uh, what does it mean to you to be a fit father? Now that you've been through this, you thought you were joining a fitness program, and maybe it's become a little bit more than that. Um, But what does it mean to be a fit father and to be a part of this brotherhood and community for you?
0: It just means, you know,
1: feeling good.
0: And you know, opening each day, you know, in a positive, uh, way, you know, thinking about, okay, you know, this is what I'm gonna do for work today. This is what I'm gonna do with my family. And this is what I'm gonna do for myself to sustain it. you know, fitting all those things in and just being kind of content and, uh, satisfied versus waking up, you know, at 240 pounds and going, what am I going to do? How am I going to change this, uh, and turn things around? You know, like that, Not having to worry about that is, lets
1: me concentrate on a lot more important things. And uh, I just intend to stay this way. Nice. Well, this is a beautiful conversation, Eric. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, making this happen. I wish you tons of success. 15 reps of Ben Sterling in the basement in 2023. That is now kind of like a goal of mine. I'd love to see you push those 90s. And yeah, I just appreciate you coming on and sharing everything you did. I think there's a lot of wisdom in here. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys who are 40 like you.